It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. So Dale, we have a, another anonymous question. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, those are always interesting, aren't they? <laughs> they always are. Well, now, before we get into our anonymous question, I just want to remind everyone of our best question bonus giveaway that is ongoing where you can submit your question in to have it answered by Dale. And at the same time, get entered into our giveaway for one of Dale's transformational courses. So you get your question answered and you get the opportunity to win something that can enrich your life uh, even more. And this is an ongoing contest. So anytime you hear this podcast, still send your question in because this will continue going and we will have continuous winners. So with that, let's get into our question from Anonymous. Are you ready, Dale? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um, they, uh, our anonymous person says, Dale, this was really hard for me to email because it's very personal, but my girlfriend and I agreed that we could use some help from your wisdom and teachings because I am struggling and we don't want to keep spinning in circles anymore. So I've been struggling so much with jealousy and control issues with my girlfriend, I knew that before I started dating her, I had control issues, but I had been working through them and had gotten a lot better from when I was a kid. But as soon as my girlfriend and I started dating, I feel like they kind of just blew up in my face. We've been dating for 11 months now, and I still have a really hard time trusting her, and I feel like I need to know what she's doing all the time in order for me to feel calm. Thankfully, she's pretty understanding, and she's also started attending your seminars, and it helped her understand where I'm coming from even more. So I'm grateful for that. But internally, I just feel like I'm losing control, and it's like I can't keep myself from going negative. So my question is, why am I so controlling and jealous, and how can I start moving forward so that me and my girlfriend can be in a much better place? Well, control control ultimately comes from fear. So when we have a control issue, the control issue is, you could say, is kind of the effect of the deep-seated fear that's inside of us. So when the control is really strong, the fear is equally strong or rooted deeply within our subconscious or within our own physical body. The jealousy has to do with insecurity. Uh, The insecurity comes as a result of one of a couple of things. One, in this life, if something happened um, in our childhood experience that where maybe one of our parents was ripped out of our life too abruptly, maybe to some kind of an unexpected death, or maybe one of our parents was an alcoholic or a drug addict. 
and all of a sudden our parent was just no longer there uh, or our parent was there and that particular parent maybe was some somewhat abusive or maybe they had a Jekyll Hyde personality. When they were sober, they were one way where we could kind of count on them. When they got really high, uh, they became something else like that Jekyll Hyde personality and literally went off the wall with their rage or negativity and so on. And of course, that's because they have an insecurity. And so in that case, the insecurity can be created when we're a child uh, anywhere from the ages of just basically being born into our first or second year all the way through to somewhere in our early to mid-teens uh, where this sort of thing can happen, and, meaning this sort of thing can be created. This jealousy that's rooted in insecurity. In other words, I'm now living in a dynamic where things are just not safe. And not only they're not safe, but my security has been has been threatened because maybe when I was a kid, uh, something happened and my dad or my mom or my aunt or uncle or whoever this other person might have been really intimidated me. Like, in other words, scared the you-know-what out of me. And out of that, next thing you know, now I start to feel insecure. It's like if we go and we watch, especially when we're younger, when we go and we watch one of those horror movies, uh, and I'm talking about the real, you know, gruesome horror movies that uh, can be really scary and can get you to almost jump, fly off your seat. Uh, you know something's coming. You don't know what it is. And it just really scares you. And then you're possibly traumatized by that movie. I don't know, maybe for a couple of days after, maybe even for a couple of months after. Uh, or in the case of some movies uh, that have made it made their way onto the large screen. Some people have been traumatized by a particular movie they saw, and 20 years later, here, at least I am, helping them to process something that's coming up for them to clear or heal, and next thing you know, they've got these memories, these traumatic memories of this time when they were sitting in the movie theater watching this particular movie. So what does that do? That trauma that really frightens us can create... Um, an issue of security. So now it's not just an issue of control. Now it becomes an issue of security, which means we, we now feel insecure because our security was threatened either by someone else directly as in a parental figure, an aunt or uncle, someone obviously older than us usually is the way it goes. And then out of that, we end up feeling really insecure. And more specifically, we feel very insecure around something about that experience. So if it's a person coming at us that really becomes very intimidating to us, or uh, maybe it's a person like, a, a, again, like an alcoholic father who says to us, uh, I'll, I'll be home to tuck you in at night before you go to bed. And somewhere between the time when our father or even mother, I suppose, says something such to us, say two o'clock in the afternoon, now it's 10 o'clock at night, our parent is not there, and not only is he or she not there, but we don't see him again for the next two or three days because they go on some kind of a party spree and they completely forget, again, that Jekyll Hyde type thing, they forget what it is that they said to us as a child, and meanwhile, now we're in this serious questioning mode around something we feel we've done, even though we didn't do anything, 
But as a kid, kid doesn't know that, we feel we've done something uh, incorrectly that's caused this to happen. In other words, it's caused my dad to not come home to tuck me in at night after he promised he would. It somehow it comes back to us, which and every time this sort of thing happens, uh, then that can potentially create this uh, insecurity. And insecurity is really a insecurity into that of self. So if I'm feeling really secure about myself, that security um, causes me to feel more confident. That security causes me to feel more secure because I'm feeling secure inside me. So therefore, my external world, whatever's going on in my external world, I just have a natural progression to feel secure. And if at any chance I get the message that I'm in some kind of an environment and I need to get remove myself from that environment, then I remove myself. It's very simple. I don't stay in the environment versus somebody who's really insecure might stay in that environment too awful long and then all of a sudden find themselves in a real challenging situation. So the insecurity uh, or the jealousy, because when we have insecurity, one of the ways in how insecurity plays out, it's not the only way, but one of the ways in how insecurity plays out is jealousy. And so, and more specifically, jealousy into that of a relationship. So we could even go back into that person's childhood and we might even find in that individual's childhood that maybe mom and dad, maybe there was some infidelity going on. Maybe there was some cheating going on. Maybe we had an older brother or an older sister where there was some cheating going on or betrayal happening. Again, all these types of experiences, even if we're not directly experiencing them, but we're in the path of the indirect, meaning this is happening with somebody that we care about as in a family member, and now they've been cheated on, or maybe they did the cheating, and then it causes this whole other negative consequence to begin to occur for him or her, and we're right in the, in the we're, like we have a front row seat into that person's world, we're still young, we're only nine years of age, well, that can also <clears throat> promote a sense of insecurity with us. And the reason why is because if my dad is really insecure, if my mom is really insecure, and I'm a little boy, you know, going through my childhood, there's a possibility that mom and dad, especially if both of them have it, will project, will transfer their insecurities, insecurity that they picked up perhaps in their childhood, even though now they're in, a, in adult form, but there's a real good possibility they can transfer that to their offspring. In this case, say if I'm their son or their child, then that's another way in how that can happen. Uh, so that's all within the person's um, beginning of their life, somewhere from early childhood all the way through to the adolescence years. Uh, this is where that sort of thing can be created. The other place where it can be created is in a previous experience, meaning a previous lifetime, where we at soul level, now not everybody's had a previous life, but some have and some haven't. If by chance we've had a previous life, and in that previous life, somehow we ended up really insecure over something or over someone, and we never cleared it, we never corrected it, we never healed it, and then we you know, basically exited from that life, we died and, and, and crossed over, and then sometime later we find ourselves back in our next lifetime, and in this next lifetime, we all of a sudden in our early childhood, uniquely enough, somehow that insecurity shows up. So in this case, you could have a set of parents who are actually quite secure in relation to themselves, 
in relation to that of their own bodies inside of themselves, um, and yet have a child who becomes very insecure. And in that case, well, that what happened there? How did this child end up so insecure when in fact this child's in the presence of two very secure parents as a mom and dad? Uh, well, that could more than likely be a carryover from a previous time where it was not healed, it was not transformed, it was not cleared. So now, because it was perhaps an intense experience in a previous time, then us at soul level, the soul then chooses to bring that forward. And as always, whenever the soul chooses to bring something like this forward, it's always for the same reason. And that is we are to be clearing it. We are to be healing it. We can heal it. We are to be healing it to where, again, we get back to that place of where we feel secure. We feel secure in that of our own skin. So that way, when we're in a relationship with someone we really care about, as in our partner or significant other, or possibly even one of our children, uh, or our best friend, or a colleague at work, uh, whoever this other person is that we're in a relationship with, when we're feeling really secure in our own skin, then for the most part, much of what you had articulated in your positioning of your question doesn't even occur. In other words, now your girlfriend, uh, maybe you can go on for a short period of time where you don't have any contact and you don't really, you're not all that concerned because you're living in and from this place of security with inside of yourself where you feel secure as a man or you feel secure as a woman. And when we, and when we're the real deal of that, we actually have that level of security, then, uh, it, it is, becomes much more natural for us to, to allow space, to allow space for our partner or our friend to be able to do what they need to do because we're now secure. Number one, in our own body, in our own skin, but we're also, assuming we have the right partner, we're secure in the relationship. So part of healing this is going to have to do with getting to the, because again, it's not just the jealousy. The jealousy is really the branch. It's the branch on a much larger tree. In the trunk of this tree is insecurity. So again, insecurity can play out in one of a handful of different ways, one of them being through jealousy. So if at soul level, I'm really to be clearing this out, if I'm really to be healing this or transforming this, then consider for a moment, how perfect is this? Now I'm in a relationship with somebody that I really want to be with. I'm in a relationship with somebody who has my respect. I'm in a relationship with somebody that, you know, I can see is living their life. Uh, pretty authentically, or doing their absolute best, no question about it. As you said, uh, this uh, uh, woman uh, comes to our seminars as well. So clearly, she is doing her best in terms of moving herself forward and healing whatever's up for her to heal. And that in itself is obviously a breath of fresh air. Um, however, if I'm walking around with that insecurity and it plays itself out through jealousy, then quite frankly, the littlest of things, the smallest of things that she's probably not even aware that she just did can literally activate that jealousy again, that insecurity. And next thing you know, then the control issue comes in there. And now one of the reasons why we have the control, because the control is there to try to 
control this whole dynamic so I don't have to feel jealous, to control this whole dynamic so I don't have to feel insecure. So what I learned a long time ago is instead of controlling a dynamic, if we can give up the control sticks and start letting go of our need to control this dynamic, and then more specifically get into the feelings of insecurity, because that jealousy is rooted in that insecurity, which insecurity is a feeling. Security is a feeling. So when I'm secure, I'm feeling secure. When I'm insecure, I'm feeling insecure. So this is a huge opportunity here for me to be able to go into the feeling of insecurity shortly after I become aware here I'm, here I'm going again. I'm now I'm finding myself really jealous. I'm finding myself really jealous, and now I'm trying to control this whole situation. Well, ultimately, that's not going to work, at least long-term-wise. That in itself, the moment I go there and I start trying to control this situation, what's going to happen is that jealousy that's coming out of that insecurity will, will further strengthen the insecurity. So we want to do the reverse of that. And so then lastly, I would say to this is that when you're in a relationship and this is playing out, this dynamic of control, of jealousy and insecurity, that one of the best strategies when we're in a relationship would be this. And that would be is to be open with your partner, to be open and vulnerable. And because if this partner is really right for you, if this partner's uh, truly honest with you, and meaning honest in the context where uh, she really wants to be with you in this way, then uh, they're actually going to appreciate this. They're going to really respect you possibly even more. When you choose to be uh, vulnerable around sharing with her what's really going on. You know, I've got a control issue here. Um, and, and here's how it seems to get activated. When this sort of thing happens, and then you go ahead and fill in the blank, whenever this sort of thing happens between us, next thing you know, I find myself feeling really jealous. Well, I'm now learning that my jealousy has to do with an insecurity that I haven't yet healed. And what I want you to know, I, I, I don't want to control this anymore because I clearly see this is not working at all. And I don't want to push you away. I don't want to end our relationship. I value our relationship. And so I want to come clean with you. I would like to open this up. How would you feel, to your partner that is, how would you feel if we could have like an open conversation about this and whenever it's most appropriate to continue on with this conversation around if this gets too intense for me, would it be okay if I was to bring it to you? And for any, for, and, and here's where the strategy comes into play, for a reality check. It's, uh, I've given this strategy to a lot of people with a lot of different situations uh, that they've had. And I've used the strategy myself years ago where it's a reality check because if you don't get a reality check from this person you're in a relationship with, then potentially what happens, this stuff that's going on inside of you that hasn't healed up yet, it begins to spin out of control. And as that starts to spin out of control, next thing you know, 
you could end up doing something that potentially could put a wedge between you and your girlfriend. You could do something that possibly sabotages your relationship with your girlfriend. Versus if you were to bring this strategy in and use it consciously, use it responsibly, and see if your girlfriend would be open to um, having this be a strategy between the two of you, you know, once you let her know what's really going on inside of you, and that you don't want to personalize this, and you don't want to project this onto her, uh, and so on. Rather, what you do want to do is you'd like to heal this up, but to help you heal it up, if I could ask you for a reality check from time to time, and then you just be honest with me. That's all I would request from you. If you can do this, you just be honest with me and let me know, you know, hey, no, this is, this is you. This has, and, 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 your, and your girlfriend could literally say that, you know, this has nothing to do with me. I'm in the relationship, both feet are planted in. Here's what I was really doing. I was at my job, I was meeting whoever I was meeting with, and that's it. That, that's all that was going on. And then out of that becomes the reality check. So then you, the one who has the insecurity issue and the control issue slash the jealousy, now you can see, okay. So really, in my mind, I'm concocting a story. I'm building something up that's not even happened or happening with my girlfriend. And now that I've asked her for the reality check and she came forward and gave me the reality check that I asked for, now, number one, a couple things are now going to happen. Number one, this is going to minimize the possibility of you taking any of this on personally. Number two, it's going to increase the odds dramatically for you to get closer to that insecure feeling, that pocket of insecure feeling or feelings, and begin to process out those feelings. So you can start to develop um, your security muscle. Her giving you that reality check, uh, she's letting you know that she's not up to anything, that this is, this is really going on inside your mind. And for you now to know that, that in itself loosens it up for you to be able to get into what it is that's going on in terms of those insecure feelings, in terms of that need to control, in terms of that jealousy, and begin to heal that or continue on your journey to heal that up while you continue on asking her for a reality check, at least from time to time, so that you get uh, closer to the actual healing of these dynamics that have been going on within you. Dale, I think that's such an amazing strategy. I actually experienced a relationship very much like this, and I wish we had had that in place because it, I, I can speak from the person that, like from the, from the girlfriend perspective, it feels heavy and um, suffocating. And, you know, I remember being timed for how long it would take me to go to the grocery store. And if I took what seemed like too long, um, I had a million questions and upset that I came home to. And, you know, I found myself like sitting in the parking lot on the phone texting or, you know, just wanting to get away because it felt so heavy. So I can relate to um, what they're concerned with happening, which is it getting heavier and, and more difficult. Thank God he's got a super understanding girlfriend and they are both involved in doing this work with your teachings because that I didn't have that and my relationship failed. Yeah, well, it, 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 it is a tough one uh, because depending on how deep that insecurity goes, 
because um, that's what's really driving uh, that jealousy and, and most certainly the control issue as well in this case. And so depending on how deep that goes, and then to that, depending on where the person's at, to even, even start to make conscious contact with their own issue yeah. around what's really driving the jealousy. Uh, because, I mean, I've seen this stuff. I mean, this is a really great question that has been submitted in because this happens across the board with a lot of people and has throughout the years. And, and, it, and you're right, it can, especially if you're on more of the receiving end, so to speak, and even though you have your own part in it too, um, however, if, if the two people were to be able to come together and take on that strategy that I just highlighted and really, you know, uh, draw hope from this because you can draw hope from this, you know, as always, when, when we have the right strategy and especially when we're working on something together as in a couple or a partnership or friendship, when that's happening, all we've done is increase the odds to not only get through this, but then we start to minimize this heaviness or this complexity that a situation around being in a relationship or a friendship with somebody that really is insecure and has a deep seated control issue. Um, and then, of course, the other person is going to have something going on as well. And it would be important to, you know, possibly at some point make the connection to what that is for her or for him or whoever that other person might be. Um, but this, I, as soon as it gets heavy, as soon as it gets heavy, as soon as it gets complex, that in itself ought to be a gauge for everybody that lets us know something's off here. Something's off, something's out of whack, something's out of balance. And that's something that I'm alluding to right now is coming from inside of us. Mm. The person that has the jealousy problem, obviously it's coming from inside of the, him or her, whoever that person is. Remember the movie, uh, um, Fatal Attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of those movies where, at least after, I wished I never saw the movie, right? <laughs> and, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, that movie yeah. stayed with me for quite a while, as it probably did with you too. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, but in terms of that movie, in this context, I'm glad I did see it because it's a, it's a good example of someone that the insecurity runs so deep and it just has not been addressed. And now that insecurity is like literally ruling the person's roost. And in this case, ruling the roost of the experience she was having with somebody she met that obviously, and again, remember everybody has their own side here. So with him, you know, what was going on with him? Do you recall? Michael no, Douglas not really. It's been too long. I really, I, I really don't. Well, it started off. It was a uh, on the surface level. It was an experience of infidelity. Right, right. That's right. The wife went out of town or something. He just wanted yeah. to have a good time, yes. and it went like sideways. But if you yeah. go a little deeper, there were some issues going on in his relationship with her right. as well, and so on. And so, uh, again, it's not just a one sided situation when you're in this experience. Now. Of the two people, one's possibly going to be a lot stronger in terms of whatever that issue is, and the other one might be more secondary or, or vice versa, or it might be equal. If it's equal, then it'll be like two bulls in the same ring. It could get really, really intense. So now it's not just heavy. Now it becomes intensely scary 
where mm-hmm. the two of them go head to head with each other and and possibly go for the juggler, so to speak. So again, it's a great question. Uh, uh, not only is it a great question for you to ask in light of what's going on with you right now and your relationship with your partner, uh, but it's equally great to that of others who have either experienced something like this before or they know of somebody that's currently experiencing this right now and they're not quite sure what to do with it, yeah. partly because it can it can be a complex situation. So, But you do use that strategy. That strategy, I've turned that on to a lot of people and especially, again, when both parties get behind it and get into it and get engaged yeah. with it, uh, then the odds are you will get some forward movement in light of healing this issue that's going on inside of you. And your partner all of a sudden starts to draw draw deeper insights into herself, what's possibly going on with her, that's up for her to heal. And there's a third element here, a third real big plus, and that is if the two of you get good at navigating through this, there's a real possibility the two of you on the other side of this actually become closer. <laughs> you get closer. Your bond goes deeper. Your bond becomes stronger because the two of you together have just literally moved through something of a real significant nature, meaning this something, had you have not chosen to approach it in a way that's conscious and productive and mature and responsible, then this very thing could be the thing that could literally destroy the relationship at some future point end the relationship. Uh, so it, it does carry great significance uh, either for ourselves individually and then possibly collectively as in a unit where we do become closer um, as a result of having this type of an experience with someone else. Well, I, I think it's cool that you're addressing the idea of them working through this together. What made me think of um, some of your relationship teachings is the person that we draw in. And for whatever reason, the female drew in the guy with the jealous issues. I mean, obviously it could go vice versa, but I was actually thinking about behaviors because when I look at myself and apply what you said, I was perpetuating that. You know, I would stay gone, like I'd run to get a soda and I'd be gone for 30 minutes because I would sit in the parking lot and text somebody. I wasn't having an affair. I just wanted to get out of this suffocating feeling. But I was fueling that suspicion. And I was definitely withdrawn and not a good communicator, very much into just myself or whatever's going on in front of me. So I can see objectively where I was not helping the situation. And and I'm not saying that's what's happening in in this couple situation, obviously. Um, But, you know, to be objective, what would you say, just to take it a step further, to the female in this situation or to the other partner in what to examine in themselves and, you know, what might they be doing to take some accountability where it's not just so one-sided, like it's all him or it's all the person that's got the jealousy, but you know, what, what can the person on the other side of that do to look within themselves to help transmute this for both of them? Well, um, you might recall when I first began to approach the question in my answer, I mentioned that, you know, the jealousy or the control, it's completely rooted in fear. So if I'm now in a relationship with somebody and regardless of what that somebody is doing, that 
And this now starts to play out. So this dynamic that we've been talking about here in today's episode, that whatever he, or, whatever he or she is doing, in other words, my partner, whatever they're doing, so if they're the ones doing the constantly checking in, uh, constantly asking me where I've been, uh, you know, constantly overshadowing, overshadowing me, and no matter how many times I tell them that I'm doing this, they start to think I'm doing something else. And they might even become accusatory and start accusing me of things that I know in my bones I'm not even doing. Right? Well, again, at the root of this, they're afraid of something. Equal to that, so am I. I'm also afraid of something. Whatever that is, maybe I'm afraid of being made wrong, or maybe I'm afraid of failing, or maybe I'm afraid of speaking up for myself, because if I speak up for myself, I'm going to get my head knocked off. Uh, I mean, I could go on. There's like, you know, one of 25 different fears that I could, potent could you know, potentially have inside of me. Because to say that when somebody's in a relationship with someone like this, to say that the other person is now fearless, in other words, they've cleared out all their fears from their past, um, I'm not going to say that that couldn't happen, but if that was the case and I've attracted in someone like the person that we're referring to that has these types of dynamics and so on and so forth, if I was to stay in that relationship much more than three or four months, then you can be assured I have fear inside of me that I have not yet gotten to. I've got fear inside of me that's driving some of my patterns. And you already gave one of them away. So when you went down the street to the store and grabbed yourself a soft drink and maybe texted a, few, a couple of your friends or got on the telephone, had a conversation, you weren't doing anything that was wrong. It's just what you were doing is you were running away from the situation. You were, th this was your way of avoiding the situation. This was your way of surviving through the situation um, instead of standing up to the situation. And so the next question is, well, why would you do such a thing? Well, we do such a thing because we're afraid. We're afraid of something in that situation. And so that would be number one, is if we're on the receiving end of this type of an experience, for us to you know, check ourselves around this idea, you know, if there was something I was afraid of right now, what might that be? Especially when I'm down the street, sitting in the parking lot at the 7-Eleven, drinking my soft drink and on the phone with somebody. And I know I'm just doing this almost like a way to escape this prison that I'm in or this prison that I perceive that I'm in, right? right? It's because of what I just said. There's something else going on inside that we have not yet addressed. In other words, if we keep on showing up this way, then this situation is going to further fester. And right. whoever our partner is, at some point, they might really lose it and do something really stupid, mm. so to speak, because, you know, we in our own way are kind of feeding into it. We're not putting it on the table. We're not bringing light to the situation yet for, because we're afraid of something, whatever that is, right? So that would be number one. Number two, also for this person, so when it gets heavy, because when we're this person that we're now talking about or what you just spoke of of yourself, Mickey, when we're playing this part in that dynamic. So 
we're the ones that start to feel the heaviness of it in this way, where our partner who's doing more of the intimidating and controlling and, and uh, micromanaging and, and uh, you know, like uh, they have their own energetic helicopter and they're always riding above us, watching every move that we, that, you know, that we make. For them, this is not heavy. For them, this, this becomes very tight, very tight, because it's all control. And, it's, and more specifically, it's all negative control. And so over time, they get tighter and tighter. If you really study them, they get tighter and tighter and tighter. And, and they lose their connection to themselves. They, they start uh, bringing in thoughts into their mind or thoughts start coming in their mind. And, you know, they can get to the point where 80, 90% of their thoughts that are coming across the screen of their mind are not even true. They're not even true with what's going on right now. But in their mind, they believe it is true. And that's when you get to an element of danger. Once they start believing in what that is that's showing up in their head or that conversation that keeps on going on inside of their head, that for the most part is false, but they're believing it's true, that's where now things are ramping up at this juncture. So for them, it becomes very tight because it's so they're so controlled by this, they're being controlled in their ways of controlling their partner. The other partner, on the other hand, feels boxed in, closed in. Uh, I've heard things like they feel like they're being suffocated, or you said heavy, it just feels heavy, right? Or they feel like they're in prison. And, and you know, again, people will have their own ways of expressing this sort of thing. But on that side, what you want to do is once you start feeling heavy, once you start feeling boxed in, right, to... Uh, to go a little further into those feelings, um, question those feelings, get into the feeling of those feelings, process those feelings, bring out your journal pad, start journaling as in a release journal, uh, not journaling as in your diary, or I guess you might want to do that too. But I'm talking about really let this stuff come up to where it can be released. Or maybe you've got a dear friend of yours where you can go and talk openly about this. This is where a real good friend comes in handy, right? Where you can talk openly to your friend that you can trust around this feeling. But don't just circle around the same feeling. If you circle around the same feeling, say, of the heaviness or the feeling of entrapment, if you keep on doing that, then you're actually supporting this whole dynamic. You're actually strengthening it. Because what you want to do is you want to get to the energy that you've got inside of you. And then more specifically, release, heal, whatever it is that's right for you to be healing. While you're doing that, out of that, at some point, maybe you get another moment of clarity. And in that next moment of clarity, all of a sudden you realize, like, holy cow, maybe there's something I could do about this situation. Maybe I could open up the conversation with my partner and say to him or her, you know, this has been now going on for the last, we've been together for a couple of years. This has been going on for a couple of years. Um, how would you feel about us working together on this? And with the intent being to change this. Because, you know, maybe you ask your partner, what's it like for you? What's it like for you to have to call me so many times? Like, I don't know how else to say this to you, but I'm not doing anything. Or like in your case, Mickey, you might say to your partner, you know, I want to be honest with you. All I did was just drive down the street to the 7-Eleven, went in, got a soft drink, 
came back out to my car, called one of my friends, and sat in the parking lot for 25 minutes drinking my soft drink because I didn't know what else to do anymore. Well, that might be good for your partner to know because meanwhile, while you were gone for those 25 minutes, he or she might have been concocting this false story again around, oh, there she goes again. She's out flirting or he's out flirting or they're out doing something that you're not even doing. And so to set this up where on this end of the partnership, there's maybe something you can do to put that ball into motion with your partner where the two of you can start talking openly about this and get to a place where you start to make some agreements around um, how to move this forward because clearly you want to be with him. Clearly he wants to be with you. Neither of you are prepared to break up or split up. So let's see if we can work through this and come up with something new as a way for us to get a better feel and a better understanding for each other. In other words, I want you to know that I'm really not doing anything. But by the same token, I don't want to be called, you know, 20 times in the course of an hour checking in with me to see what I'm up to next. You just called me five minutes ago kind of thing, right? And so, um, and then of course, lastly to that is, you know, that's where depending on whether or not the two of you can get there. And if you do really want to stay together, maybe you do go and um, get some counseling on this or you find a coach that knows what they're doing that can help you work through this type of stuff. Um, but remember, as you're working through too, at some point to make some kind of an agreement as a way to start to minimize this so that the, these energies, both with your partner and possibly with yourself, don't get supercharged. Because again, if we, if we do not um, stand up to these energies in a way that's conscious, in a way that's responsible or, or mature, if we don't stand up to these energies. This I learned a long time ago. These energies will get stronger. They will get stronger. They're like a bad weed out in your garden. And if you don't go in there and first recognize you've got a bad weed in your garden and then get down on your hands and knees and start doing the work to pluck that weed, all that's going to happen, that weed's going to get stronger over time. Same thing with these types of dynamics. If we don't do anything in a way that's, again, responsible or mature or conscious, um, then the odds are they're just going to get stronger, which then means at some point there could be a negative consequence that's going to come on the heels of this where some, someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt or maybe the relationship comes to its end, uh, but not a pleasant end. It becomes a very unpleasant ending. Uh, partly because these dynamics that are not really being addressed properly, they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger, like that bad weed in the garden. Wow, this is just such a fascinating topic. Now, you know, I do want to say for me, I definitely ran away. And I can see that. I, you know, you and I've worked on this. I had my running shoes on so much of my life. And, mm -hmm. you know, what what I did, uh, what happened though, when I told him that all I was doing was going to get a soda and texting my friends mm -hmm. or texting a client, uh, it didn't matter. They didn't believe me. They, their mind made up that I was guilty yeah. and, um, but they weren't doing transformational work with you. And at that time, neither was I. So my biggest thing I can say about this is kudos to this couple that sent in this question yeah. and have this awareness that they want to go into this and get to the other side to stay yeah. together.
Yeah, and they've got the structure in place to do it. Yeah. They've got a structure. I mean, I can name off a couple of people right now. They don't have this type of structure. In other words, they don't have this kind of support in their world. Um, so they're kind of on their own. And sometimes when you're on your own like that, every now and again, you'll get somebody to punch through. But boy, it usually comes with a cost. Whereas if you have a good structure, a supportive structure in place, um, you know, where where you're engaged in things on a rather regular basis, maybe not every day, but you're engaged in things. You know, it, it's one of the one of the reasons why I think people love to go to church. Because in church, one of the cool things about most of the churches anyways, is they provide a good structure, a good support structure for the members of their congregation. And once people get a taste of this, they want to go back again and again and again. Sometimes they don't even know why they're going back. And this could be the why, because they feel something there that just gives them that support, that uh, consistent support. We all need it. And especially when you're dealing with stuff of a more challenging nature, we all benefit. We all benefit um, immensely uh, when we have this type of support. Even our episodes that we do with all the podcasts now that we've done, and people can access these shows um, that, you know, these in themselves can become some kind of a support, as in a structured support. It could be two o'clock in the morning, you're having a hard time falling asleep at night, and your mind is just racing with all this, all this negativity. You know, you might go to our platform or whatever platform you're taking the show in on and and start surfing through the other episodes and all of a sudden you see a title that speaks to you that resonates with you go ahead and play that episode you might be pleasantly surprised just by listening to that episode when you're ready in other words you got something going on and somehow some way that particular episode that we did months ago or even a year ago somehow now today it's speaking directly to you it's it's supporting you at two o'clock in the morning imagine that and so you're listening to the episode for, I don't know, 35, 45 minutes. And all of a sudden you start to calm down a little bit. Next thing you know, now you can go back to bed, fall asleep and have a fairly decent sleep, right? That's another support device that, you know, and these are the types of things that I, that I know are beneficial for all of us to have access to, you know, as well as having the right kind of people in our life that can provide this kind of support as in a real good, you know, transformational life coach or a real good counselor or a real good healer or a real good transformational teacher, an authentic teacher, or a really good friend that can also serve you um, in a very supportive way. Um, you know, so, or you come to a certain class, like you go to church, right? You come to a class on a regular basis. You find a set of classes that you decide to just get yourself enrolled in. And not that you're doing the classes every single day, but you do the classes with a certain amount of frequency over a period of time. And all of a sudden, those classes, you start to feel this structured support that becomes of great benefit to you. Um, again, we all ought to have this. And quite frankly, we all deserve this. And this is available. We just need to set an intention if we don't already have it, set an intention and then start moving towards it. And as we're moving towards it, then it, whatever it is, in terms of that uh, true supportive structure, it'll start to make itself known to you and you'll recognize it and like start to embrace it and celebrate it and 
um, integrate it more into your life uh, so that you have access to this type of support uh, as well. Very nice. Well, I really hope that this helped this couple in getting some additional tools to strengthen this foundation and uh, continue on this journey. This has been a really cool conversation. Yeah. Yes, it sure has. Uh, and I hope it has helped them as well. So. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, remember that you can send your question in and get it answered by Dale and get entered in our best question bonus giveaway drawing for one of Dale's transformational courses. And it's a course that could change your life for the better, as you can see with the example of this couple and what they're working through. Instead of breaking up, they're going into this. So, you know, you could have the same. Dale has some amazing courses. And send your question in, get entered for one of these courses in the giveaway, and you'll have two tools that can change your life for the better. So, all right, with that, we look forward to seeing you next time on Ask Dale Anything. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalaway.com forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.